to another very special episode of Dead Men Talk. And this one's got a little bit more of a sort of a, a different flavor, which is which I'm really, really excited about. So I get to welcome um, a rap and R&B artist in his own right, but also producer and CEO of his own music label as well. Um, known early on for his work with the uh, the Three Six Mafia, I bring to you Scanman. How you doing, my friend? Man, I'm doing good, man. How you doing, brother? Thanks um, for having me. No, no, my pleasure, my pleasure. I was um, when uh, when when I got asked to sort of you know if I if I would want to bring you on, I jumped at the chance because uh, um, I must admit I haven't had anyone from your sort of musical background on here before. Um, it's if I start off, I'm, I'm obviously I probably don't look like the typical sort of rap and R&B listener. Um, I'm more of a heavy metal fan myself, but I, what is that? Um, I did sort of way back when I was growing up in my teenage years, I did get into rap and R&B as well mm-hmm. um, before I found metal. So it's going to be really good for me to kind of hear f- from your side of the industry, I suppose, okay. um, put a new kind of spin on it. So um, um, well, to, let, to let you know, let me say this first. Well, I'm actually not an R&B singer because I don't sing. So okay. I mostly, you know, I'm, I'm mostly a rap, but you know, uh, rock and heavy metal, I'm into like real heavy. You know what okay. I mean? Like like Tool and Marilyn Manson and you know what I'm saying? And you know, all those cats like that. Yeah, yeah, I rock That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Further down, I was aiming to, there, there'll be a certain section where I, I go into sort of the, the metal rap crossover. So. I'll, we'll we'll come back to that, but that's really great to know because yeah, artists I'm I'm very into. I uh, uh, one of my regrets I had the opportunity to see Tool play at a festival over here that I was actually at, um, but I, I I'm jealous. I'm jealous, man. I'm jealous. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> but I well, so am I because I never made it to it. I I decided um, it had all been it was my first time at a festival. It was all a little bit much for me at the time, and so I ducked out of the main the main event as it were, and I never saw him. Um, um. Yeah, you missed the show. Those guys put show, man. They entertain. Yeah, and man. and I I've come to. I wasn't massively into them then. I think I had friends who were. Um, so I'd heard a few things now, but I got into them. Um, ironically, I got into them big afterwards, yeah. and it was just like, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, I love. Them. Cool. Well, we'll come back to that then. What a great place to start, really. Not to not to sort of start off with a song or anything. But a great place to start is at the beginning. So if we go right back to, um, to I, I guess, your childhood, your, your upbringing, you know, where in terms of music, what was your story in terms of discovering music? And, and what was it that you uh, became a fan of first? Were there any early influences back then? Yeah, my, my early influences, <clears throat> I would say I was probably around about a good nine, ten years old. You know, that's when uh, you know, the the Sugar Hill gang, you know, LL Cool J and yeah. Run MC, you know, EBMD and all those cats was out. You know, but then I got a taste of the Memphis scene when, you know, uh Gangster Pat and you know Scarface Al Capone when cats from my city was actually doing it, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. It influenced me more because I was like, hey, if they can do it and I'm from the same city, I know hey, I know I can do it too. So, you know, they had a lot of influence on on, on, on me, you know, as far as, uh, you know, wanting to get into the music. And, and, and you know, I had a lot of other influences too, you know, yeah. big other influences, you know, Michael Jackson is one, Prince another one, you know, you cool. can't forget it. Those are icons. 
you know I, what I mean? So- Michael Jackson, I, I spent probably when I was about, I don't know, eight years old through to when I was about 15, I was a massive Michael Jackson fan. Exactly. He wasn't Michael Jackson fan. <laughs> Who isn't? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I used to ask, ask my sister and my mum, I used to try and dance like him around the house and everything. Uh, I think we all did. You know, I had to do, <laughs> I had the glove, I had the beaded jacket, thriller jacket. You know, I had all of it. All of it. Did Did you ever try the the, the smooth criminal, anti gravity lean like the rest of us? Yeah, and I yeah. think I busted my ass too trying it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, who hasn't? There we go. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um. So when you you started out then, or, or uh, obviously growing. How how old were you when you discovered um, that you wanted to make your own music in some way? At that point, I was like, I was 15, 15, 16, when I really, really, really started to want to get into it. You know, uh, me and my little, you know, little friends used to play around in, in, in the little basement, you know, with the little four track, you know, things like that. But uh, I actually recorded my first first song with uh with the first person I was with. Uh, his name was DJ Fila, rest in peace. You no, know, he's uh he's uh, he's dead now. But DJ Fila and DJ Rod was the first two DJs who I got with that I recorded my first song with. And after that, right there, man, I was like, I had to be in somebody's studio every day, every minute. You know what I mean? How how easy was it to to find a place to to record? Now were there places sort of nearby? Did you have to go traveling to find them? Or no, nah, it wasn't it wasn't easy to find like no good good studio a good studio. You know you had to you had to pay some some good money mm-hmm. to get in. You know what I mean. So it took a lot of us you know grinding, doing stuff in the streets to get a little money just to get into the studio just to make you no. Know, fulfill our craft so you know it was it was it was hard it was real hard you know in order in order for us to make good quality music that we that we wanted to make we couldn't do it on the four track no, <laughs> okay even even though we made a lot of money off the four tracks but yeah. you know you know to, to get in the big leagues you gotta step your game up. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and sort of talking of the, the the earlier work that you you got to put out there. I mean, was it was it solo stuff? Was it were you in a group? Where did the three six mafia come into it as well? How far down the line were they? Well, actually, uh I came along with them in 90, 94, 95. Oh, okay. And at that point, you know, we was all it was called Triple Six Mafia. Right. And it was like probably 30 of us. You know what I mean? <laughs> we was deep. I mean, cause we was all from different sides, you know, from South Memphis, North Memphis, West. You know, we had, we was all from different sides. But, you know, uh, Paul and Juicy, which was the masterminds, which they was, they are some very smart individuals. Mm-hmm. You know, they was like, hey, we need to break this up. You know, you know, can't 30 people make a whole lot of money. You know what I mean? So, True. you know, they they broke us up in different in different sections and groups and stuff. So they put me, Mac, and K Rock in the Killer Clan Kazi, which was the Kazi, and uh, which later on, uh, K Rock got replaced with Project Pat. So, and then it just became uh, Three Six Mafia, the Kazi. Then we had Skinny Pimp. Then Gangsta Boo, she was a solo artist, even though she was in Three Six and. Coop, he was a solo artist and, you know, people like that, Gangsta Black, you know, T-Rock, you know. Wow. That's, that's a lot of people to be kind of bouncing ideas off. Did you did you tend to come up with your own stuff and, you know, you each kind of take a part of that? Did you work together? What was the dynamic like? 
I mean, our dynamic, it, everybody wrote their own stuff, but you know, it, you know, we, we we was all in the studio together, so we all bounced it off each other. Mm. You know what I mean? So one person might come up with a word, and then the next person might can fill in the rest of it, and then hey, we get behind the booth and Right. Just do what we do, and then it come out to a hit. So you know, that's that's pretty much how how it went. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> you know, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not. Or you know, no, nah, it, it, not um, easy at all, man. No, I, I promise you. When when you got the you know similar kind of minds working around you, I suppose it's it's easy to be inspired in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what what makes it easy when you love doing something? You know, when you love doing something. It becomes easy, no matter how hard it may be. It it, it becomes easy because you love doing it, and you don't yeah. mind doing it. There so it, it, it's hard. So it's, you know, it's not a job, is it? I mean, really, I, I think once I've heard other artists say the same, not just musicians, but other forms of artists that I've that I've uh, spoken to. When it becomes a job, it, it that's when the love kind of goes out of it. If you consider it a job, you know, it becomes more of a job, exactly. So. It, so, yeah. So, so kind of, I'm going to project my kind of, my experiences with rap music then. It's very going to be very stereotypical probably, especially from someone from the UK. Um, so I got into rap when I left school. One artist, one friend of mine got me into one artist in particular. No, no, you won't need any wild guesses to, to guess who it was. Um, Eminem. So I, I got passed along Eminem's, Marshall Mathers album along with Dr. Dre's 2001 album you know I've been mm -hmm. brought upon sort of pop music I was mainly influenced by my sister listening to things like Backstreet Boys and things like that beforehand so this was really groundbreaking to me you know these were guys who to me had something very real to say and mm -hmm. there was more aggression in there which which really spoke to me in terms of teen angst and stuff like that um so you know, you have obviously started in it, you know, way, way before that. What I know there's there's different opinions going on about what people like Eminem did in terms of blowing it up more mainstream, maybe, um, you know, breaking down a few more walls. What, what's your take on on his his style or his and, and others that followed him, their kind of contribution to this? Are you are you for it or, or, or were you sort of feeling a little bit like they were? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it because, uh, for the simple fact, you can't, you can't stop or you can't hold back greatness, no matter mm -hmm. the, the, the color, the race, the, the size, or whatever a person may be. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And when it all boils down, he actually brought something to the culture, regardless yeah. of him being a white rapper. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because yeah. a lot of blacks look up to him. I mean, you know, he, you know, he 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 brought a lot to the he he brought a lot. You yeah. know, when a, a lot of a lot of people he tried to put on, you didn't see him try to put on a lot of white rappers. You know, yeah. I'm talking. About he didn't try to put on a lot of black rappers. Mm -hmm. He put on whoever came to him that he felt that he could do something with, and a person who felt that he uh they, they had the same desire to do what to take yeah. what it takes to you know to be a star. Yeah. So you know, they're just like with um. What um, what's what's his rapper? He got a I can't think of his name. I don't know. I can help it it it'll come to me. It'll come to me. But um, but yeah, Eminem brought a lot to the culture, man. You know, I mm. I, I I can't say nothing about his. You know, he got tremendous talent. Mm. He got 
tremendous flow, tremendous wordplay. If you yeah. listen to what he say, you know what I mean? He makes sense. He ain't just saying a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. So, you know, hey, I'm all for it, man. I respect the guy. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, I respect his hustle and I respect his grind. You know what I'm talking about? Because he didn't, it wasn't easy for no. him. You know what I mean? At the end of the day as well, you know, what you say he brought he brought to, you know, to, to the industry as well. He brought fans who then, you know, through him, like myself, learn more about the others. You know, D12, there were there were all of them that I would then go off and listen to as well. And, and obviously Dre and, and Snoop Dogg and um Exhibit and, and ones like that. You know, that one I wouldn't have ever discovered them if it wasn't almost for him providing that kind of avenue through for me, yeah. I suppose. Um, yellow wolf yellow wolf that's 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 what uh, i'm talking okay. about yellow wolf yeah 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 okay. yellow wolf I, lo I love yellow wolf yellow wolf got us he, he, he's bumping i fuck him oh, I, love I might him. i might have to check check him out actually not yeah yeah check out yellow wolf yeah yellow wolf. Cool. Mm -hmm. and you touched on the wordplay there now this is something i did want to uh, talk to you about actually because um I was fascinated you know i i, I mentioned before i came on I'm, I'm a writer you know i write um horror fiction children's books that kind of thing um so i'm fascinated with how people can come up with you know words particularly lyrics i i play the guitar i've tried my hand at writing songs for the guitar and stuff but the one thing when i was in my bedroom and my wife doesn't make me forget this because she thinks it's got to be one of my most embarrassing things that i've admitted to but i used to stand in the mirror in my bedroom trying to rap along with eminem firstly i couldn't keep up with him mm -hmm. so, secondly I really had to break down his lyrics because there's so much in there. It's like, okay. Yeah. So for someone who does it, how do you go about starting to put a song together, you know, in terms of lyrics and that, because you, 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 there are probably two or three times as many lyrics in one of your tracks as there is in, you know, like a, a metal song or something like that. You yeah. know, so where does it start? It, it, it depends. D different songs come different. It all depends on what, if, if you know if I'm listening to a beat and you know I may start in the middle of the song I may come up with the end of the song or I may come up with the beginning I rarely come up with the beginning of a song mm. you know what I mean because okay. basically I'm, I'm I'm always writing I wouldn't say I'm one of those rappers that go in there and freestyle on top of a beat and do this and do that because I didn't come from that era I came from the era where we wrote, you know, I'm a writer yeah. too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I write little, you know, I write stories, I write movies and things like that too as well. Wow. So, you know, um, you know, it, it, it just all depends. Sometimes I might get out, I, I, I might be dead asleep at four o'clock in the morning and bam, a song come to me and my studio's right there in the next room. So bam, I jump up and, you know, I'm in there doing what I gotta do. That's so, you know, it, 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 it comes just first, it's, it's you know, Music is about it's about an emotion, it's about feelings. And if you're not in the right feeling to write, then you know, just leave it alone to the country. Hey, I'll uh, I will vouch for that. Yeah, you know, yeah, the amount of times yeah. I, I other writers that I know are beating ourselves up because we there's been days, weeks where we've not done anything and we feel like exactly. should, you know, and, and I think yeah, the more you force it, you're not gonna get almost good stock out of that, are you really? Yeah, you got you got to find the, the substance of what you want to write about. Yeah. You know what I mean? So once you find this substance, it'll, it'll, it'll go through. It's like once you get that plate in front of you that you know you want to eat, everything on your plate yeah. you know you want to eat, you go with yourself. So once you get that substance, you'll just go, you'll, you'll go with it.
Yeah. So that's our prose writing. That segues really nicely into something into something else I wanted to ask. Actually, is in terms of um, what inspires you. You know, obviously, I'm, I'm not expecting there to be just one thing that you draw inspiration from. I mean, thinking of the work that you've done so far, what are the kind of are there any main themes, you know, recurring themes that have that have come through that have inspired you to write? Uh, yes, there, there are things that are uh, incurring my life every day that inspire me to write because um, I try to I try to keep moving every day. Mm -hmm. I try to keep doing something. You know, I try to, I try to, I try to keep my life exciting. You yeah. know what I mean? Because if you're just sitting at home, you know, there's nothing going to happen. You're never going to get an inspiration to do anything. No. You know, you, you know, you have to get out into this wicked world that we're living in. You know, in order to get the inspiration to write, whether it's about love, whether it's about trapping, if you're selling dope or, you know, whatever it is you're doing, you have to get out and you have to do it in order to write about it and make it be genuine. Mm. Cool. As uh, the obvious question here, I hate asking this really, to be fair, but COVID, you know, last couple of years, um, what has it done to your creativity? Because um, I know it could have gone either way, you know, I know what it did to mine, it wasn't very good. Um, you know, is it? In, have you had fresh inspiration for some things, or, or did you find it hard, or did it not really affect you at all? No, to, to be honest with you, I, I was kind of, kind of. Well, I wouldn't say I was glad, but it gave me a chance to uh, sit back and get a perspective on a lot of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, but you know, <clears throat> when you're working and working and going city to city, show to show, this place, this place, that place. You know, the only thing you, is on your mind is work, 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 yeah. work, work. So you start to forget about family. You start to forget about, you know, the more important things that there's in your life than just working all the time. So it gave me a a, a, a break, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and then it gave me new ideas, new stuff to think about. So it did, it did me some good without getting sick. So, and uh, I feel I feel for those who did get sick and those who did you know, lose their lives to this to this COVID thing. But, um, you know, I just kept myself sanitized and kept myself yeah. quarantined and, you know, and, and kept and kept the thoughts and the motivation rolling. Oh, that's, that's all you can do, really, to be fair. Um, exactly. what's, what's it like over there now in terms of you know the music scene? Is, are there many restrictions still in place for shows and things like that, or is it all pretty much open? No, nah, it's 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 opening back up. It's opening back up slowly but surely. A lot, a lot of places are like, uh, you know, we this is how we need to make our money. So mm. they put they put like a limit capacity on it. You know what I'm saying? Then a lot of concerts and stuff like that are being held outside. Mm. So you know we're not constricted to an inside space yeah. and so you know think things are opening back up they're good. opening back up good 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 and we'll we'll get on to sort of towards the end we'll talk about what you've got going on you know anything that you you've got in the pipeline or whatever that you want to give a shout out to in terms of you know um shows and whatever so we'll circle back to that um but so one i've i've sat down and I've, I've listened to to some of your stuff you know in preparation for this which has been great for me really because it's given me given me a reason to get back into something that i haven't really listened to for years and i really did enjoy it it's really really great stuff um one album in particular 
you know, everything about it, even before I put it on, appealed to me. Uh, Death awaits. Um, the imagery on the front, the whole Nephilim um, sort of imagery of you, and um, yeah, the title, you know, for a horror author, you know, <laughs> Metal Fan and that Death awaits. Of course, it's going to grab me, you know, grab my interest or whatever. Um, again, sort of, I guess. Going back to the question I just asked, was there anything in particular that went into this album? Or was there a particular theme or or is it just sort of an amalgamation of of you know many things you had going on at the time? What what lies behind that album in particular? Well, uh that album I, I had a lot going on at that time. I felt like I had a little bit to prove at that time to myself, not not to not to anyone else, because I feel like I never have to prove any, anything to anyone else. Mm. Because the only person that can hold you back is you. You know what I'm saying? Can't nobody else hold you back. So um the 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 title of it, Death Awaits, was was mainly me getting rid of of old things, stepping into new things. So so that death of waste wasn't about old killing and dying. It was like a celebration of life. Okay. You know what I mean? Stepping yeah. into a new a new being, a new person. And the whole Nephilim thing, people ask me a lot about the Nephilim, which is in the Bible. Mm. And and people think that the Nephilim were evil, but the Nephilim wasn't necessarily evil. The Nephilim had choices, as the angels didn't have choices. And and the Nephilim was the offspring of an angel and a human. So, and when you, and they say that the Nephilim were men of great renown. When you look up the word renown, it means praise, looked upon, um, worshiped in a, not in a bad way, but you know, a, a, a good person. Yeah. So, so why would you call a man of renown something evil? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so we we all kind of you know inspired to uh, or, or aspire to that. Surely, you know, to be to be that yeah. kind of what you just described. So. Yeah. So 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 it's about it's about strength. It's about rebuilding. It's about having a choice. Of 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 you know of, of of your life and taking your life to a place where you can take it. You can take it to a negative place or you can take it to a positive place. But that's your choice. You know what I mean? So that was the whole concept behind that album. So that's cool. It was thank you. Thank that's you. Cool. Yeah, I mean, one of the misconceptions, I guess, um, I think what I pick up on with rap music is that people who don't listen to it probably just think it is just full of bad language, violence, drugs and whatever. Um, obviously there is a lot more to it than that. What would you, what would you say to people, you know, to, to inspire them to listen to that kind of music if they haven't already? And if they're, if they are sort of a bit in two minds, a bit of a deep question. I mean, <laughs> my thing is, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people don't open their mind up to, to other things. People are, are stuck in one, one place. Mm-hmm. People might, <clears throat> may hear me say like the devil or may hear me say Satan and might think I'm a, a, a Satan worshiper, right. but no, I'm not, I'm not a devil worshiper. I'm, I just say things that most people are scared to say that they're already thinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the people who I try to reach to because a lot of people come in and be like, scan, you just don't know how much your music has, has, has helped me through this or has helped me through that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know, I, I I came up from a religious background. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, my my grandmother and great great grandmother they they drug me to church every every time the church was open. 
<laughs> and the church doors are always open. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. so you know, I come from a, a, a religious background, so I, ha I, I had to search out like different religions, a whole lot of religions, Muslims, Catholics, Jews, this, that, didn't I? I searched yeah. out a lot of them, so yeah. it's, it's, that's basically where I stand on this. That's situation. cool. No, no, no. That's a that's a great answer to that. And you know, I uh, I I've had a bit of that as well. Um, not you know persecution that some of the artists obviously received, but when I was listening to it, I mean, nobody could understand why I wanted to. They turned their nose up at it, and there was just something in there that really did speak to me. It was honest. You know, I think that's that's the big thing for me is I I am drawn to music that has a message and it is it's honest it's not trying to yes yes it's, 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 you know it may it, it may come off evil but it's not i mean you think you think god sends good looking angels to fight his war no <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean no, not like that not like that. leave that to hollywood i think exactly so, exactly <laughs> so circle back to something we discussed at the beginning so the the, the crossover then between heavy metal and and rap music um it followed that with me as well i think yeah uh, because i went from rap into metal so you know mm. unknowingly I, I guess there was a link there but around that time there was um obviously the like the new metal scene coming about you know um uh bands like system of a down were my biggest one back then where it's not Ooh, strictly, yeah, I like you know I wouldn't strictly i mean you know I, I i didn't class it as rap back then but you listen to serge tanky and i mean what he is doing you know mm -hmm. the the art he has the spoken word is pretty much the same um so you mentioned that you you're into that as well so where did that when did you discover sort of metal and did it come while you were making your own music kind of thing no nah, I, I discovered that man back when i was like 12 13 okay. man uh you know i used to listen to red hot chili peppers nirvana yeah. You know what I mean? Smashing pumping or uh, uh, smashing pumpkins. Yeah. You know, I usually listen to a lot of those cats, man. They started at an at a early age, man. Yeah, I just I, I love music, man. Whatever sounds good, man. And I love yeah. music. Yeah. And I just love music. Cool. Have, there, have, have you had any opportunities to because a lot of a lot of our, a lot of you know rap and metal artists did come together and do some collaborations back along? Did you have any opportunities to do that or would you like to do that? Is there anyone that you'd like to do that with as well? I mean, well, we we actually did when I was with Three Six. We actually did a collaboration with Marilyn Mans. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so I had the opportunity uh, to meet him. You know what I mean? So cool. uh, it was a good little thing. That's very cool. I mean, you're gonna yeah, if you're gonna do it with, with anyone, he's one of the he's yeah. the best ones. You know, I've seen him. I've had um, been fortunate enough to see him live, and he's like. I like the showman. I'm very into Ghost. I'm very into Alice Cooper. You know the the real sort of theatrics and uh, yeah, wow, that's yeah. Cool. That, that's cool. They entertain. They, they yeah. put on the show. Yeah, and you see why they they, they sell out millions yeah. <laughs> at a show. <laughs> they entertain. Yeah. Was that was that just on one song that you worked with them, or was it you know? Yeah, that was just one? yeah, that was just one song. Cool. One song. Which one was that? You no, know, I, I I wasn't I wasn't actually on that song. Okay, but uh. Well, I was with Three Six at the time when they did when we did the song with him. So, but I had the chance to meet him though. That's very cool. If you were to have that opportunity again, is there anyone today who you would like to uh, to collaborate with in that scene? Oh yeah, man, I, Marilyn Manson off the top. <laughs> I, I just I just love his I just love his music. Yeah, 
Larry the Mansion off top. I would love to do something with Stain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. Stain. Uh, uh, Aaron. I love. Aaron, I love yeah. Him. Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, He's a great, the... great writer. He's a great writer. Yeah. Very. I'm not going to say understated because they are huge. Um, yeah. I. I. They were a little bit of a slow burner on me. I. I, mm. I got into a few songs. I wasn't really majorly into outside of those few songs that I liked and then sort of later on discovered just how once they got a few more albums just how good they are yeah you know, yeah and, um, um they led me on to uh, I don't know if you know a band called Hurt um they're, they're quite similar to Stained and Seaver and that kind of thing exactly very cool. exactly very cool I'd like that cool 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 um, so let's bring it a little bit more up to date then sort of what you're doing now because um are you still making making your own stuff because you've, you've got your own label which we'll discuss as well are you still active in, in sort of writing your own songs and producing your own or is it more about sort of you know, uh, working with other people uh i will say i will say both because uh, i just dropped one two i just dropped three singles myself uh last month cool. so i just dropped three singles myself um and then we got I got a new compilation coming out with uh with, with all my artists on there. That's coming out this month, I say the twentieth. And uh so yeah, I'm 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 still making music myself and also uh I have a distribution company now as well too, Nephilim distribution for uh any artists looking for distribution and marketing and promotion and wanna take control of your music, you know, come go to nephilimdistribution.com and you can sign up today. We got all good. We got good plans for artists, producers, labels, and all. So, so making the transition, then is this something that you've been planning to do for a while, or did it just you, you just had that light bulb moment one day where you're like, actually, I want to, you know, I, I want to do this for myself and others. Um, when you decided to put your own sort of label and distribution together, when when did that come about? Well, actually, uh, I started my own label uh, with me and MC Mac. Uh, co-founder Kamikaze, who was my uh, business partner at first. We started Kamikaze back in 1999. So we ran that for about 10 years, and I say about 2010, that's when I started Nephilim Music. Okay. And uh, I would say about two years ago, I, I've, I've had my distribution company in the making, but now it's, it's, it's officially up and running. Uh, I have about I think about 60 people who I'm distributing right now. Wow. Pretty much by a couple of cats from the UK too as well. Oh, okay, cool. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Well, if you yeah. if you if you if you got anywhere down, I'm way in the southwest. So um I'll I'll keep an eye on that, see sort of where I've actually coming and uh, that'd be that'd be cool. Get out there and see. Right. Yeah, awesome. So um um in terms of you know where can people if, if people are interested, you referenced the website there. Where else can people find you? Um, if they want to follow what you do and Nephilim and that, I, I know you've got pages for the um, for yeah. both. So yeah, for, plug yeah. yourself basically. <laughs> well, you can go. Uh, you can go to my IG. You can follow me at Scanman KKZ, and also you can uh, go follow Nephilim Distribution. You can follow Nephilim underscore Official and Nephilim Music on IG and uh, on Facebook. It's Nephilim Official and Nephilim Distribution and Scan Man the Nephilim. And Twitter is Scan underscore Man KKZ and also Nephilim Distribution under Twitter. 
And also go to nephilimdistribution.com for all apparel, for distribution, anything you need. We have everything. Shoes, coats, fur coats, all Very that. Cool. Cool. Not yeah, merch, apparel. I, I, I saw that flashed up on my feed actually right before this that you do you do high tops i live in high tops <laughs> yeah that's very cool but yeah so he's everywhere i can't i can't um encourage enough people to check out your music as well you know what is uh what is on you know spotify and what's out there because even yeah. if i mean you're not an avid follower of the scene i i really really love listening to it you know it's something that i i was into but i think I don't think you can not like it. I'm not just saying that because you're on there either. Um, it's, it's it. you know, it's 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 it is definitely music that that speaks. I will say that. Thank so, you. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Cool, cool. So I would definitely keep it going. Definitely yeah. keep it going. Yeah, no, it'd be it'd be great to see what comes out of um, out of Nephilim as well as a as a whole, really. So the oh, um, the, the the album you were talking about, the um, so it's like a like a collaboration compilation album you got coming out. What was that called? Yeah, it's uh, it's Scan Man presents uh Nephilim's Fallen Soldiers. So there's uh, there's uh, I have uh, I have three artists on my label, two artists on my label right now. I have, I have Big AOK, he's from Florida, and I got Ma Boss Hussein, he's from uh, from Texas, and uh, I have a producer uh, S Fresh, he's from uh, from Ohio, and then I also have Total Chaos. So yeah, we uh, we ready to go. We we filled up for this year. So uh, our album, The Fallen Soldiers, that drops this month. I would say on the twenty first, twenty second, around that time right there. And uh, make sure y'all go pick it up. It will be available on all major platforms. Awesome, awesome. Definitely checking that out yourself. I'll put all the links out as well in the. When, when I put the posts out and when I put the, the notes underneath for the video and everything, I'll make sure I direct people your way. So, uh, so thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother. No worries. So in terms of just closing then 2022, you know, sounds busy already. I mean, have you got any other things in the pipeline um, that you'll be working on in the background that, you know, uh, we may uh, see this year or next year, or whatever, or anything you can talk about? Oh, uh, you, you will see a lot this year. I just gave you a little bit. I got, a, I got some other things in play. There's a, uh, there's not fully locked down yet. So I can't really mention those right now. Okay. But, uh, but the main things we got right now, oh, uh, I do have a documentary coming out as well. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. We have a documentary coming out. I would say it will be out roughly, I would say April 1st of May. Awesome. Is April that going to be sort of online streaming or is that out in, you know, like sort of theater? Yeah, it's going, it's going to be online streaming as well. Oh, yes. brilliant. Yeah. So yes. To that. Cool, cool. Uh, listen, thank you so, so much for coming on. This has been a blast speaking to you, mate. Um, have no, you. no, my pleasure, my pleasure. I'll happily have you back on, you know, later in the year, next year, whatever. Catch up, see what you're doing, and um, no, just you know, all the best with everything. And hey, man, just hit me up and let me, let me know when I'll be here. I will. Thank you very much, Scam Man on Dead Men Talk. Thank you so much, mate. Peace, Nephilim. <laughs>